Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. The book of Daniel in the Old Testament covers a wide span. If we have the proper understanding, Daniel shows us the entire Bible, actually, from Genesis to Revelation. In fact, it could be said, without Daniel, there's no way to understand the Bible as a single, unique, divine revelation available to mankind. And we come to our final program today in this life study of Daniel. Bob Danker has joined us as we look back, not just over Daniel but over the past several months of programs, dealing with all of the prophecies and future events as they've been seen first in the Gospel of Matthew, then in the book of Revelation, and now finally from the book of Daniel. We've somewhat combined these three into a unit. And Bob, really appreciate your being with us as we conclude this series of these three incredible life studies. Chris, it's always good to be with you in these life study broadcasts. We'd like to look at a couple of verses today from Daniel chapter 12. It's the last chapter, and it's a marvelous chapter that shows a lot of additional things. But this portion really seems appropriate, I think, for our last program today. Let's look at Daniel 12, beginning in verse 8. And I heard, but I did not understand. Then I said, Lord, what will the latter end of these things be? And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, cleansed, and refined, but the wicked will act wickedly, and none of the wicked will understand. But those who have insight will understand. Bob, I don't think it's too much to say that for those who have stayed with us through these past months, we really have gained some insight. We may not understand everything, but at least we have somewhat of an idea of what God is doing and really what he's after at the end of this age, don't we? Yes, Chris. We certainly need insight to understand the things that are revealed in the book of Daniel. Of course, this insight does not come from us. It comes from the Holy Spirit who dwells in our spirit, and it comes with the help of all those who have studied the book of Daniel ahead of us, including our dear brother, Witness Lee. Applying the insight that the Lord has given us, as we review the book of Daniel, we can see a number of crucial matters. The overall subject of the book of Daniel is the destiny of Israel apportioned out by God, which is seen in the contents of the 70 weeks mentioned by Daniel in chapter 9. This book not only covers the destiny of Israel, but it also covers the Gentile governments and the wonderful person of Christ. Although Christ is not revealed as extensively in Daniel as he is revealed in other books of the Old Testament, in Daniel we can definitely see some important aspects of Christ. First of all, the death of Christ is mentioned in Daniel chapter 9. In verses 25 and 26, it says that Messiah will be cut off. This is a clear and definite reference to Christ's crucifixion. 
The death of Christ is a landmark that terminated the old creation and germinated the new creation in Christ's resurrection. Second, we can see the second coming of Christ as a stone cut out without hands in Daniel chapter 2. Christ's second coming will be another landmark which will terminate the human government on the earth and bring in the eternal kingdom of God. Chris, in Daniel 7, we see Christ as the Son of Man who comes to the throne of God to receive dominion and a kingdom. This view of Christ takes place just before his second coming. Fourth, we can see Christ in his excellency in Daniel chapter 10. And fifth, in Daniel chapter 3, we can see Christ as the companion of the suffering witnesses of God. Since Christ is the centrality and universality of God's economy, the revelation of Christ in the book of Daniel is related to God's economy. Every book in the Bible reveals God's economy. And in the book of Daniel, Israel and the Gentile governments are for Christ and for God's economy. This book reveals that the heavens rule over all the human governments on the earth so that God can fulfill his eternal economy through Israel and through Christ. This ruling of the heavens over the human governments matches God's eternal economy so that Christ can terminate the old creation and germinate the new creation and so that he can return at the end of the age to smash and crush the aggregate of human government and establish the eternal kingdom of God. What a marvelous revelation, Chris, we can see in the book of Daniel. Yeah, I would like to pick up this matter of insight a little bit as we prepare to join Witness Lee. In this section, he really is going to bring together a couple of things. First of all, we're going to see that from his early days as a Christian, as a young person, he studied much the prophecies, the history, many of the things we've talked about in Daniel and Revelation. And these gave him a foundation and a backdrop. But later on, as the Lord began to open up to him the things of God's economy, I think it would be fair to say this is really where the insight comes. It's one thing to understand the prophecies and interpret and see the connections and the marvelous fulfillments. But when they're put together with God's economy, uniquely, this really gives us an insight. And this is what the Lord prepared in this brother from whom we have learned so much. Let's join him now for this first section of our final life study from Daniel. This book covers such a wide span. Did you see this? So this book is the key to understand the Bible from Genesis chapter 10 to Revelation 20, 21, 22. In chapter 12, you could see the kingdom there. And in chapter 12, you could see all the eternity there. So this book covers the entire Bible from Genesis chapter 10 to the end of the New Testament. Brave yet in detail. In which book you could see chapter 11, all the fighting, North Sing, South Sing, my goodness, in my old Bible is there. All the notes, what year the North Sing fought back, what year the South Sing fought first, and all the notes there. I don't have the history book, but I have the note. And that Bible was about 1927. All the notes should be made before 1930. It's all here. And then now, and chapter 11 and chapter 12. But I do see something further. 
60 years ago, I didn't see God's economy. I couldn't talk about it. I didn't see the sensuality and universality of Christ. I didn't see it. And at that time, didn't talk much about the excellent Christ. But we knew that was Christ. But no details. We didn't see, at least I didn't see, Christ was that excellent. Now I can say Christ was excellent. Firstly, in his priesthood. Then in his kingship. Maya. You see, all the light. These are new light to me. So I give you the old things from old treasure. And I give you the new things from the old treasure. So you are so rich. You are so much blessed. Well, Bob, this was an interesting window into many years of study and exploration by Brother Witness Lee. Through the course of the nearly 70 years that eventually the Lord gave him to search the divine things, he ultimately saw God's economy in every book. In the early years of his Christian life, as he pointed out, he was under the great Bible teachers among the brethren, and surely during this time he learned a lot about the prophecies in history. And these things stayed with him all of his life. But later, after 20 years with Watchman Nee, he really began to enter into the things of God's economy. And as we pointed out before, it's really the blending of all these that has left us with such a rich heritage today. And this view, this view through the lens of God's economy, I think is unlike any other available in Bible study and examination today. Would you agree, Bob? I would certainly agree, Chris. In the speaking that we just heard, Witness Lee ends by pointing us to a word spoken by the Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter 13. And I'll read the verse to you, verse 52. And he said to them, For this reason every scribe discipled into the kingdom of the heavens is like a householder who brings forth out of his treasure things new and old. Here, Brother Lee likens himself to a scribe who was discipled into the kingdom of the heavens. Before he met Brother Watchman Nee, Brother Lee studied the Bible under the great brethren teachers. There he came to know the prophecies of the Bible and the history contained in those prophecies in a very detailed and accurate way. However, under the brethren, Brother Lee did not see God's economy. In this sense, he was like a Jewish scribe who knew the Old Testament in a superficial way, but had no view concerning Christ or God's economy. It was after he joined Watchman Nee that Brother Lee began to see God's economy with Christ as the centrality and the universality. The revelation of God's economy in the Bible was something very new to Brother Lee. Therefore, in his extensive ministry, Witness Lee could bring out things that were both old and new. This combination of the new things of God's economy and the old things of the biblical prophecy and their fulfillment in human history is something unique to the ministry of Witness Lee. We may say that the historical things related to Israel and the Gentile nations is a background for the accomplishing of God's economy through Christ, through Israel, and through the church. And of course, Chris, the church, which is a crucial and central part of God's New Testament economy, was not revealed to Daniel in his time. 
From the view of God's economy, we can see that it is in and through human history that God accomplishes his economy with Christ to build up his chosen people to be his eternal dwelling place and his corporate expression, which will consummate in the new Jerusalem. Therefore, both human history and God's economy are included in the Bible's revelation. Of course, the main thing revealed in the Bible is not human history, but God's economy, which involves both Christ and God's chosen people, including Israel and the church. Through Daniel's prophecy, Brother Chris, we can see that we are living very close to the end of the age, very close to the time of Christ's return. This should inspire us to be like Daniel a person whose heart was set absolutely on the accomplishment of what is on God's heart. I think through so many of these programs that have really given us a view into the kind of person that Daniel was, the most striking that we have now is a person, as you just indicated, absolutely one with God for the accomplishment of what was on his heart. And this was Daniel. He was far more interested in that than his own needs, his own necessities, or his own agenda. Quite a pattern. Let's go back to Witness Lee, Bob. God has a plan, which is called by Paul in his epistles an economy. And in this economy, God decided eternity to have a people which will be created by him and regenerated by him to be his sons, then to be sanctified, to be renewed, and to be transformed, and even to be conformed to the image of his first begotten son. And this group of people will be the body of Christ. When the thousand-year kingdom comes, the overcomers among these body will be married to Christ. This means they will be attached to Christ. They will go to Christ to be one with Christ. Well, you have to see. See what? All the four times of uh, devastation, destruction of the temple were then by this human image. Have you seen this? The first one was then by the head. The second one was then by Antiochus. That's where. Antiochus was a descendant of one of the four generals in their Alexander. Then the third was then by whom? by Titus, the prince of the third emperor. And then the last one will be done by whom? By the toes of the Roman emperor. Could you see? All the four destructions were done by this same human image. Is this evil or good? Is this for God or against? Could you see this? Eventually, these big humans consummate in what? In fighting direct with God. Antichrist will fight against Christ directly. He will fight against Christ with his troops, ten kings, 
and Christ will destroy him with his bride. Hallelujah. Christ surely will win the victory. Well, we have to say that probably in most regards, the New Testament economy, Bob, was hidden to Daniel, though he did get some glimpses as God revealed so much to him. And as we've seen for the last several months now, the promise to the New Testament believers is that as the overcomers, they will become the bride of Christ to enjoy this thousand-year feast, this wedding feast. But before this period of enjoyment, the bride has a job to do. We've touched this before, but let's take one more opportunity before we finish this book, Bob, and talk about the destiny of the overcomers as this warrior bride of Christ. Yes, Chris, in the book of Daniel, we certainly do see in the person of Daniel and his three companions that among his degraded and captured people, God did have some overcomers. These overcomers were absolutely one with God, and they stood and they prayed for God's interests on the earth. Although Daniel was a civil servant in the governments of Babylon and Persia, in his heart and in his living, he separated himself from idolatry, from worldly pleasures, and from the worldly system of human government, and he lived on the earth for God and his economy. As an overcomer, Daniel received visions from God concerning the destiny of Israel and the destiny of human government on the earth. He also understood from the scriptures that God intended to have a group of his chosen people return to Jerusalem from Babylon, and he joined himself to God's desire through God's word by praying unwaveringly, even at the cost of his life, for God to fulfill his word. Chris, Daniel is certainly a pattern for all of us today. We should be inspired by Daniel and his companions to be God's overcomers today, those who overcome every factor that opposes God and his economy and who are faithful to God's word concerning his intention to build up the church as the body of Christ, so that Christ may return and bring in the eternal kingdom of God. The Bible, especially the book of Revelation in chapter 19, shows us that the overcomers will be the bride of Christ, and they will have a direct role and a direct participation in the second coming of Christ. They will be Christ's bridal army to fight against Antichrist and his armies at the Battle of Armageddon, and together, Christ and his overcomers will be the stone that smashes the great human image for the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy. Chris, we need to pray definitely and desperately that God will be merciful and gracious to us so that he may make us his overcomers in the present age to be one with him, to build up the church as Christ's body so that Christ may return and God's economy may be completed. Well, Bob, it's time for our final concluding word from the book of Daniel, from our brother, Witness Lee. Let's join him. Now, we come to the concluding word. A concluding word. The book of Daniel shows us a man whose heart is one with God 
and said absolutely on the destiny of the people Israel. Apparently the destiny of Israel is in the hands of the human government, the big human image, the power of the nations. Actually the destiny of Israel is in the economy of God who has chosen them and who rules over all the human government with the heavenly authority. The human government began with Babylon, represented by Nebuchadnezzar, and will end also with Babylon, represented by Antichrist. Who is the head of the human government? Nebuchadnezzar. Who is the end? Antichrist. Well, let me see a little word. The power of the nations was very powerful. In every part, it was powerful. Powerful in Babylonian Empire, powerful in Persian Empire, powerful in uh, uh, Greece Empire, and powerful in Roman Empire. But all of the powerful ones will be over. Amen. They were used by God to deal with Israel. Israel suffered a lot under Babylon, under Persia, under Greece, and under Rome. Israel suffered a lot, but all these persecutors will be gone. Only the persecuted will be forever. Can you see this? They all will be gone. They all will go where? Make a fire. But Israel will be where? In the New Jerusalem. They will be in the fire lake. And Israel will be in the water city. Could you see this? This is why I have the assurance whatever will be there happening in the Middle East, everything will be gone. Only that small Israel will remain forever. If you are a Hebrew, you should be fully comforted tonight. Hallelujah. And this is the end of the Bible. Have you got it? Okay. Well, Bob, all of the powerful empires and kingdoms of the ages have caused much suffering, much pain to Israel. That's clear. Yet there is one who rules over all of them and who will finally vindicate himself, his economy, and his people. That was a wonderful line, Bob, at the end there. The destiny of all these evil empires is the lake of fire, but the destiny of Israel is the city of water, the water city. Why don't you give us your final thoughts, Bob? Well, Chris, I really appreciate Witness Lee's closing word to the life study of Daniel. In Daniel's prophecy and also in other books of the Old Testament, we see the powerful Gentile nations causing much suffering and devastation to that small nation of Israel. This was because Israel became apostate and turned away from God to idols. So God used the Gentile nations to purify and refine his chosen people, Israel. But he never gave up Israel. Through his ruling in the heavens, over all the human governments on the earth, God raised up the powerful Gentile nations one by one, and then he put them down so that they were no more and were replaced by other powerful nations. 
Still, the little nation of Israel has survived and remains on earth today. God is still using the Gentile nations to refine and purify his chosen people Israel, and he will continue to do so until the very end. The prophecies in the Bible show us that at the end of this age, Antichrist and his armies will attack Israel and nearly destroy the whole nation. But Christ and his overcomers will come down from the heavens to fight against Antichrist and his armies and to destroy them, and in so doing, to rescue the remnant of the nation of Israel. Through the second coming of Christ, the governments of all the Gentile nations will be terminated, and the nation of Israel will remain. As Witness Lee said, the destiny of the persecutors of God's people is the lake of fire, and the destiny of the persecuted people of God is the city of water, the new Jerusalem. This should be a real comfort to all of us. It should also be an encouragement to us to be faithful to the Lord so that he can produce us to be the overcomers that he needs to consummate his economy on the earth. Bob, these have been intriguing, enlightening, insightful broadcasts. As we conclude today, I'd like to point out our toll-free number and invite all of our listeners to contact us. We have printed messages of all these books, and the toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. For Bob Danker, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more information on Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, please visit our website, lsm.org. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.